Hey guys, welcome to the Wedding Pros Podcast. We're still in Los Angeles. I'm here with Brandon Wong from Photo Booth Supply Company. Um, and we're just going to talk about something that I think is really fascinating, which is creating a diverse stream of income. And I mean, that's something that you did as a photographer, but also he created a product for you to do that as well. Um, if you're running a photo video in business, this is going to be really interesting. So, so Brandon, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. First, uh, thanks, Jay, for having me. appreciate it. He, Jay hit me up like a few days ago. I was like, hey, I'm being in L.A. I want to hop on a podcast. And, of course, you know, we're in Hustle Flow L.A. right now. Yep. Having a great time. Love to hop on. But, yeah, man, I started off my wedding photography career at the ripe age of 19 years old. Very good. So, yeah, every Asian boy's aspiration to shoot weddings, right? <laughs> Especially <laughs> in college. Um, but, yeah, so I did that throughout college. And it was funny. I was actually missing, like, midterms and finals because I was, like, being flown out to Mexico and stuff to shoot weddings, which is crazy. Um, by the time I graduated, wanted to go on that path still, was making pretty decent money. And my then girlfriend at the time was also shooting weddings with me. So we were like this boyfriend-girlfriend duo. How um, cute. Yeah, very cute, very cute. So uh, I think we were like 21 at the time, 22, and we're like, wow, okay, we mastered the art of photography. How do we scale, right? So we started hiring associate photographers. But the issue with that was, man, we spent so long time training them, getting them to understand our style, teaching them how to communicate with the client, and by the time we paid them, by the time we paid our editor, and it all came down to it, we were maybe making like $1,000 at the end of the day. And if we what was the, like the, the margin there? Uh, we were charging like three to $4,000 to the, to the client. Um, we were netting about 1000 We yeah. wanted to pay the photographer really well, also yeah. the editing time. Um, and then, Photographers are divas, so they need to get paid a lot. So. It's difficult, it's difficult. So uh, <laughs> we just found that it wasn't worth our time anymore. And we broke it down per hour. We were making like minimum wage of barely that. So it just wasn't worth it. So we decided, man, what are other things that our clients are asking for? What are some trends that we're seeing in the market um, that are aligned with our passions and skills? And photo booths kept coming up. Photo booths were kept on being a thing of demand that our clients were consistently asking for and paying actually a rather large amount of money for. Yep. So and a lot of them are like actually like absolutely terrible. <laughs> like like that's the thing about that industry is like I remember we bought one of the legacy booths, I want to say like minimum five years ago, but I maybe even more. I don't know when the, I feel like forever. I can't even remember when we bought it, but we bought it at the very beginning when, and I, cause, cause I was like that, that's what I want. That goes with my brand. That's what I want to see at a wedding. This is what my clients want to see at a wedding. And so like, you know, anyway, like that industry was not known for its stylishness. Yeah, so Jay's jumping into the future a little bit. So yeah. he's talking about legacy. That's the first product that we released, but I'll get there in, yeah. in a bit of a second. So we actually looked on the internet and was like, hey, we need to buy a photo booth. What's out there? And the first thing that came up that was like even decent looking was 15 grand. Yeah. And this was like a giant like walk-in photo booth and had like a printer built and in stuff. it and like dude, it was super heavy so we had to drive a u-haul trailer to an event every single time we rented it out so a wedding on friday would need us to go to u-haul on thursday and then drop off the u-haul on saturday so again looking back at our margins yeah we're paying fifteen hundred dollars the clients are paying fifteen hundred dollars for this but time at u-haul the time setting it up the time hiring two attendants to set it up um, the, the earliest we need to get there is like two, three hours early to set it up. We weren't making a lot of money. So again, we looked at this and like, how do we make this better? So Jay, we put our heads together, me and my uh, girlfriend, Katrina, and we tried to make a better product. And we made the first one out of plastic, the next one out of metal, and just kept getting better and better and better. Um, and then 
kind of getting a lot of calls from our friends like saying, hey, you know what? I'm having the same problem as you, Brandon. I cannot scale my wedding photography business. I'm not interested in associate photographers. Are you interested in selling this photo booth? And back in the day, I was like, whoa, I'm an artist. Uh, I just added this on the side. I don't, I'm not like a business owner of that level. I'm not, I'm not a product maker. This is not something I'm interested in. But something that I was interested in, though, was helping other people. Yeah. And I really enjoyed uh, inspiring other people to grow their businesses or to start a business. Um, and that's where I found alignment in there. So three weeks before WPPI, which is like the largest wedding photography convention um, in North America, we decided to buy a booth, their trade show. And in three weeks, we created a website, a logo, um, the company name, a prototype product, uh, a wedding promo, uh, sorry, a promo video, pamphlets, business cards, everything, the trade show booth from the ground up. Um, Which is, by the way, not how anyone should do it, but it is how everyone does do it at the beginning. You're like, this is easy. I can do this. (laughs) <laughs> and you just do crazy things. You look back on it and you're like, what the heck was I thinking? Yeah, so it, it, it was definitely a wild ride there. It was the most turbulent three weeks of my life. Um, but anyway, we got to the show and it was just well, very well received. I think we sold like 100 grand worth of photo booths at the show. Uh, we doubled it um, the week afterwards as well. And obviously there was a big need for, for <laughs> this, for white photographers and for their clients. Do you have any idea that it was going to be received so well? No way. So we, we set everything up where like, hey, if it didn't do well, we could totally back out out of everything. So it was just a prototype. We didn't place any orders with our, our vendors yet. So we're like, hey, if no one buys anything, it's all good. We were like 23 at the time, 22, I forgot. You're thinking, oh, um, maybe 10 people will buy this. Wouldn't that be so great? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and obviously it was uh, what was well received. But it was the funny thing was uh, after that trade show, super successful, we actually drove one of the first units to our clients in Las Vegas. Um, and they paid us in cash there. And we drove to the strip right afterwards and bought an engagement ring. And we got married that same year. That's so cool. So the same year we started photo with Spyco, we actually started our marriage as well. So The first fun. time that I got a big job, we went to Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> That's my story. I love it. Love it. Actually, no, we bought sushi too. So it was a crazy night. Oh, damn. It was crazy. Cheesecake and sushi. All you can eat sushi. That's a wild combination in your stomach. I love it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we were early adopters of the platform and obviously a lot of other people were too. There was a high demand. Uh, the original product was very much like what was appealing to us was like, oh, not only does it look cool on the outside, but we can upsell. Oh, this is quality because it's shooting DSLR and it's doing all this crazy stuff that, you know, it's using components that let's be real. If I didn't want to use the booth anymore, I can still use that alien B. Like, and like, and it was well packaged and well branded. What kind of um, inspired the look and kind of like, it just honestly was like the only thing I saw that it was even halfway decent looking at the time. Maybe there's other competitors now, but at the time it was the only thing that ever caught my eye like that. Kind of, what was the aesthetic inspiration and why did you decide to make it so awesome looking? Yeah, so this is our first product here and it just came out of multiple, multiple iterations. So the first photo that we made out of plastic, um, one of the early prototypes that were just meant for our use, was just a big box. And if you look inside, you're like, wow, there's a lot of empty space in here. So how do we have that? How do we, how do we just keep um, you know, making things more refined and making things more concise, and making things more intentional? Um, so that naturally led to this, you know, this kind of triangular shape of sorts. We had the, the, um, the camera on top, the tablet on the front, no need for anything on the bottom. So we had that slanted slope. And then kind of going with that line too, we had the alien being the umbrella, which we knew was uh, 
the best lighting. You want a large light source, very soft. It's good for one person, it's good for large people. Um, you could argue that you can have a light off to the side, uh, but that would require you putting another light stand there, another set well, of lights. So. It would require someone knowing something, and exactly. that's not scalable. That's Knowledge cool. is the hardest thing to scale. Like The easiest thing to do is say, do these seven steps, and like you can train most people to do that. It's hard to say, here's how you use context. Exactly. You know, all I got, I just printed like, we just printed like a custom mat with feet on it. It was like, stand here. And then we train people, measure here, put it here. And it's like, that's great. I love that about the booth. So you, you have this awesome design, right? It's this great brand. Um, and and I think when, when I looked at, I mean, even look at your coat. You have this stylish, great coat. You look awesome. And it's like, what is the thing that you wish more people in the wedding industry knew about branding? Branding. Wow. I think, it's I think that's a big strength of yours. Even like yeah. Photo Booth Supply Co. PBSCO. Like it's yeah. cool. It looks cool. Everything about it is cool looking. It, it, it grabs the credibility before I even know if it's a good product. Yeah. Like I can actually anticipate the product usually based on the branding. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but. Absolutely. So, uh, man, so many different answers here. Uh, I used to talk specifically about branding for a wedding photographer. Sure, or wedding wedding creatives is. Yeah, I, I think in this in this world of of wedding creatives, right? I think it's really important that your branding is yourself. At least when you're starting out, right? I know you yep. run a big business, but you are essentially selling yourself as a product. Yep. And you need to be able to put yourself out on Instagram and Snapchat and the various social medias to show people who you are as a person, what your interests are, how you interact in the wedding day. The work is very important, right? Uh, but it can be augmented so much more by who you are as a person. And just be unapolo unapologetically yourself. And don't try to be this fake person that everybody wants you to be. If you like doing this weird esoteric thing, like, I don't know, match the gathering cards, you like play Dungeons and Dragons, show it off, you know? Yeah. You're gonna find brides and grooms that are aligned with that and they want and definitely want to to have that person at their wedding so I, that's all for me is like really just show your personality on your social media platforms be yourself you're going to attract like-minded people i think when it comes to branding there's like the there's the aspect of like personality branding and displaying and communicating who you are and then there's the logos and color schemes and all and stuff that when I when I work with companies or we're talking about their brand and I think the thing that a lot of people miss is literally really basic stuff like literally like legibility can I read it <clears throat> right it, and then like the more complicated stuff is it distinctive or is it generic like what you were really talking about is do and I think the 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 larger discussion is does this help a person anticipate their experience with your brand by seeing your logos, by seeing your colors, by experiencing just something like that, which now given we're talking complicated stuff. We're talking I this is the other thing I would say about branding is like probably you shouldn't design your own because you probably suck at it. You should probably hire someone <clears throat> because that's their area of expertise. And the way that you feel about the people shooting photos at your wedding, that uncle who's bothering you, is how designers feel about you making your crappy logos. And if you worked with a real designer, they would be able to help you. And that's that's the thing I wish people knew is like, I wish they would just hire experts to help them with their branding. Because some of us have multiple skills, like, and, and a lot of you, if you're out there, you are a designer and you're creative and you don't need help and that's great. But if you feel like you suck at it and you're not, that's okay. 
to get some help. There's no shame in that because there is someone who they're going to talk to you and they're going to say, what is your brand? And they're going to try to figure out how to communicate that experience ahead of time. And I will say about your brand with Photo Booth Supply Company, I had an idea of what it was going to look like before I looked at the product based on the logo. And when I see the logo and then I see the product, it clicks in my head what it's going to be like to work with you. Oh, they have attention to detail. They care about quality. They care about how they look. So they're going to care about how I look when I show up on the wedding day. And I would see some people and I'm like, I'm not going to roll in with that. That's going to make me look like an idiot. (laughs) But this thing was, I was proud to show up with that booth because it made me look good. And I was proud of it. So, So you guys have been doing this for a while. And... Yeah, how many iterations of the booth do you have now? So over the course of Photo Booth Blackos Life, we made three booths. So the first one you have is Legacy. It's a very DSLR-based, like, picture-forward <coughs> booth. Um, and then the next iteration of that was called Queso. <coughs> Excuse me. So Queso, uh, which Spanish means cheese, which you say when you take a picture, um, that was kind of the next iteration of Legacy. So we took a lot of the pain points um, and errors of improvement that we've collected over the years with Legacy and really built this amazing product. Um, and now our third booth uh, is called Salsa. So Salsa is by far our easiest ever product. It's an iPad-based booth. So most wedding photographers would be like, oh, is that, how's the picture quality, things like that. Um, it's actually incredible. Like there's a ring light on it and it just really wraps around the people's face and creates this great light. But what the iPad booth allows you to do, and we were just talking about this earlier, is it doesn't have these complicated cores connected to a printer. It doesn't have a DSLR to, to mess with the shutter speed and ISO. It doesn't have an alien B where you can mess with the power settings. It's just very straightforward. And we're talking about like scalability earlier, about how do you scale and grow big, not just have one booth, but maybe have 10. Oh, you know? I heard John yesterday yeah. talk about, and he was like, he just hires models. He just goes to a talent agency, calls them up and said, I need a model. They read the script. They walk in. They set the booth up. They put, like, I'm like, that's genius. And so I went and asked them because I didn't know about all the other products. And I was like, how are you possibly doing that with that photo booth supply company booth? And he's like, oh, salsa. And I was like, because I know I couldn't do that with Legacy. Now, I think Legacy actually has a place in our business. If someone wants a DSLR image and they want all the prints and they, that's the experience they want, we can deliver that experience. But I'm like, I love the idea of having another experience. So I went and used it. And I'm like, all right, let's see this thing. How much of a pain is this going to be to get the image off? The airdrop actually works. It actually just worked. And there was no issues. And I was like, this just works. And like, technology is good when you don't have to think about it. That's how you know you have good technology. I just bought a Mac Pro, the, the cheese grater, because we were dealing with some really like high, raw 6K kind of stuff. And now when I use it, I don't realize I'm using it. I don't go like, wow, this is amazing. I'm just like, I'm editing my film. And it just works. And I think that's how Salsa felt to me. It was like, it just works. And I was like, this is a great tool for fil- for f- photographers, filmmakers, anybody. So is it, is, do you have any other tricks up your sleeve? Any other products we got going? <laughs> yeah, well, I can't say anything else. So I have to kill you. But yeah, that's it, Salsa came out just a year ago. So it's definitely um, our, our latest and greatest product. And we really built this for any wedding creative, it doesn't have to be a photographer or even a videographer, but even wedding planners, etc. Venues. It takes 60 seconds to set up. You don't need to be a photographer to understand how to use it. You just literally turn it on and you're ready to go. Um, and all the work that other photo booths had in the past where you need to upload the images to a gallery, send to the client afterwards, 
all that stuff is already done. Like at the end of the event, actually during the event, there's an online cloud-based um, gallery already made. So like something like Shootproof, um, something like that, already made. Boomerangs move. It can sideshow the images. It's just really great. And it works. And it works. And it works. Um, but I think not we to really say the other products didn't work. By the way, <laughs> there is just more going on. And so if you are a legacy user and you were like, oh, I love this product, but it's I, I can't just send my nephew to run it. it takes a little more training. Um, you now can buy salsa. And if you have a vision for that, you can accomplish it. That's what I love about what you guys do is you're always thinking about the creative and how to empower their business. So you're making these photo booths and like you're actually like finding people to manufacture these, creating a product. How, what kind of like wake up call was that experience compared to what you're used to, which was like, you show up, you shoot an image, you deliver the image. Like you're making these products, maybe not in your own house, but like that's such a different world, right? Yeah, it's quite a wild journey. So, like, you know, I, being a wedding photographer, I had a passion for capturing memories, and uh, there's a technology component involved, there's a creative component involved, there's a social component involved, and like my transition to being the CEO of this company, I really had to have disciplines in logistics, supply chain, marketing, um, software development, <laughs> sales. Like, so you would think like, wow, those are really different disciplines, very different trains of thought, but you can still find creativity, the social aspect and technical aspect in all of those. Um, and specifically about like the manufacturing thing, like man, like for salsa itself, there's like seven different manufacturing methods that go into making that product. It looks super easy, right? It looks really simple and elegant, but there's rubber extrusions, aluminum extrusions, plastic injection molding, um, sheet metal. There's like, just goes on and on and on. Seven oh, cool. different factories all over the world um, and probably many micro factors I don't even know of that go into making this product. So yeah, it's it's a wild journey, man. Yeah. So like that must have been like, was that a huge adjustment for you? Like where you literally were like coming in totally cold and you had no idea about supply chains and all these things? Or did you have like some idea like, okay, I got to know what I'm doing here? Yeah. Well, I, I think any first-time entrepreneur, you got to figure it out yourself, right? You don't have the resources. You don't have like capital backing it up. Um, at least for us, we were completely bootstrapped from the beginning. So it just really took a lot of research, a lot of reading books, a lot of watching webinars, a lot of um, meeting with consultants and, and understanding the journey. Um, and now at this juncture in the company, obviously, uh, instead of asking myself, how do I do this? The question I ask myself is, who do I hire to do this? Yes. So I have to surround myself with really individuals that are way smarter than me that can help bring us to the, to the next level. Um, I, we just hired a marketing director today who actually scaled a wedding photography business, never shot a wedding in his life. Yeah, well, right? no, so, that's and, impossible. And, Only the creatives yeah. have to follow that with. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, this guy's a genius, and we're bringing him in because, again, he does marketing way better than me or any other person in the company. So when you get to the level I'm in right now, is again, it's not what do I do, it's who do I hire to help get us there. What I hope, like, with what we do with this podcast, I hope a lot of you guys are growing artistically and you're learning you know, literally just tips on how to shoot better and make better art. But I also hope we're growing in our thinking and we're, we're looking at how people think who have already made it. And maybe we can supercharge our own businesses by we can start thinking the same way. And so one of the things I'm always interested in is like helping people scale their businesses. And so obviously not everyone's going to make a product like you did. That's not for most people probably. Um, although if you have one, this is a great resource. You should definitely check in on him and, and follow his journey. But most of us are just looking to shoot more weddings or, you know, get more associates or so what's the number one tip 
that you've had or maybe in terms of how you've been able to scale your business and think about like what is leading you, the core philosophy that helps you scale your business? In the early stages when you're just one person or two people like me and my wife, you really have to find your strengths and your passions. That's good. Those are the two biggest things. Um, one of the best books I've ever read was called Good to Great by Jim Collins. Great and he book. Has this, yeah, perfect. He has this thing called the hedgehog concept where there's a, the fox versus the hedgehog. And the fox is trying to eat the hedgehog. And the fox is trying to do all these different things, right? Trying to do this, trying to do this, trying to do that. Um, all these different types of tactics. But ultimately, in the end, he fails because the hedgehog knows to do one thing. It's just to curl up in a ball and defend, right? It knows its skill. It's his passion. It can just execute well. And it always ultimately wins. So when you're first starting out, you really have to draw like a Venn diagram and ask yourself, what about this in my business I'm passionate about? Is it the shooting? Is it the editing? Is it the sales portion of it? You know? And then the second thing too is what are you actually good at? Because you can be passionate about something but not good at it, right? And that's when you kind of need your friends to ask. So you ask your, ask your significant other, ask your family members like, hey, am I actually good at photography? Am I actually good at consultations? Am I actually good at album selling? Am I actually good at X, Y, and Z? Um, and then try to find the alignment between those two. Yeah. And then everything else outsource. Yep. And it's like, what is the desired outcome? Right. It's like, if you're like, and it could be a money number, it could be a type of work you want to do or whatever, but like being very clear with that desired outcome and then strategizing your business to produce that outcome and not to produce, um, for you, a lot of time, for a lot of the artists, it's all about putting themselves at the forefront. They think that's always the goal, but, it, and it's been, I think, for good reason why they think that. I think that's been the message that's been communicated, but it really isn't how the most successful people I know, it's not how they think. And if you don't mind interjecting here, like just the result of that, right? So the, the first hire we ever had for Photobiz Supply Co, 3X our business. We went from like 300,000 to a million. And it was, that was a part-time hire, like a very minimal part-time hire, but it allowed me to focus on what I love doing and what I was good at. Uh, yep. And then the, the second hire from there, we went from one mil to let's just say with 3x that or something yeah. around there so like like when you're that small hiring one person is literally doubling your business size yeah. and hiring the third person is increasing by 50 percent so well, you're gonna make especially if, if they're doing something that you suck at absolutely especially if they're good at something absolutely. you suck at like if you suck at emails getting even of like a the va or whatever might transform your business like I, like, I know people that are running businesses that are doing their own taxes, which I think is nuts, by the way. Why would anyone not have a CPA? But, like, we're comfortable with that level. Like, well, I don't know anything about taxes. Most people are comfortable hiring a CPA. Hopefully, all of you have a lawyer on, like, at least retainer. Like, you have rela those relationships I think people are comfortable with. They struggle with. So we were, do you know um, Image Salon? Very good friends with them. Yeah. So we had Daniel on a couple weeks ago. And we were talking about, um, just outsourcing and, and just they do a wonderful job they're one of the few companies I would trust and and like I just think like that kind of sets you free to do more of what you love to do more of what your clients actually value and I think like if you're looking at scaling your business the thing that you will be able to scale is the thing that you love and that your clients value I mean check this out right let's use the image salon um, example right how many hours a week are you spending editing? And when I was shooting, it was maybe like 20, 30 hours a week. It was majority of my week doing that. But let's just say your strength was in, scale, in sales, right? 
instead of spending 20 and 30 hours a week in front of a computer doing something you hate and you don't like doing and you're not good at, imagine 20, 30 hours a week meeting with wedding venues, meeting with wedding planners, meeting with people that are actually going to grow your business. Yeah. Just imagine the impact that's going to have. Yeah. And you, you know what? Your time is worth money, right? But you really, you're not spending that much more for someone like Image Salon to edit, but you're going to be making 10x more money by doing what you love, doing what you're passionate the about. The second I decided I don't need to shoot the weddings, transforming our business. Yeah. And I knew I was going to take a hit in Initially. people's mind yeah. about was, am I a good creative? Mm-hmm. Like I knew that, that, that like if I go out in front of people and say like, they're going to go show me what you shoot. And I'm going to be like, nothing. I shot nothing last year, but I made sure it was all good and I trained them all and it was my process and it was Jared and I's process. But, and like, I know that that was a risk we would take, but I think we knew the, what our goal was, which A, some revenue numbers. A, we also had some lead generation numbers that were important to us and there's all these things. And so I think with all of us, there are some tips, whether you're running a photo booth company or a volume company like ours, or maybe you're just like, you just wanted 60 weddings. You want one more associate. Like you're going to have to figure out how to reproduce yourself and how to not have irreplaceable person syndrome in your business. There's a book I love called The Lean Startup. Great book. And, and we, we implement a lot of those ideas because it's all about thin slicing everything and iterating. And I, I know this is a development concept and a product development concept that people think doesn't really translate to a creative business, but it really does, which is what is the minimally viable product that I can release that will get me feedback from a customer and that I can make what they want? Not what do I want to make that I love, like that, that I'm super into. And so I, like, I always will push back a little on the passion thing sometimes because I'm like, one, that's one way to scale. And another way to scale is to look and go, what does the market demand? Can I make a lot of it? And I think like you hit that right on the head with Photo Booth Supply Co. It's like market demanded, good looking, relatively or easier. Like even at the time, like we talk about now, like uh, the legacy booth, like, ah, so hard to use. In the olden days, it was super easy to use. Oh, yeah. The competitors, it was just like, we're like only two boxes. This is so easy. You know, and it's like, there was a huge demand. You saw the demand, you met the demand. And I would encourage you, like wedding creative, what is the demand in your market for? You have to do some research. Like I would say, check out Wedding Report. Um, there's a lot of, you can scoff at you uh, at the wedding stuff that The Knot does every year, all you want. But I'm telling you, those numbers are probably accurate. Go look at that. Look at what the demand is and then figure out how you can meet it in the shortest time possible for you. That's how you scale, like at the core. And like, so we did a podcast last week on systems development and we went through all this stuff. And like I always tell people, a system is simply just who's doing it, when are they doing it, how are they doing it? If you can answer a question like that about all your systems from lead generation to lead processing to to project management to project follow-up, like you have a scalable business. Like now how scalable? I don't know. It depends on what you're doing. So, so let's talk a little bit about, um, th- I think the elephant in the room is everyone should buy this product now, right away. So I'm, I'm kidding a little bit, but I do think for a lot of you guys, this is a very, v- like why is photo booth such an awesome way for people to scale their business? I always Revenue really. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> You're in the wedding industry, 
it's only a matter of time, if not in your area already, that photo booths are going to become mandatory at your event. Uh, in LA right now, all my event planner friends, they have a line item for photo booths. If you don't have a photo booth at your wedding, it's almost a little embarrassing, right? So it's a demand that, if, especially if you're a photographer, you're already being asked for, for photography services. Photo booths are right in alignment with you. And you're one of the first people that people book. So you can already change people's perception on the budget of photo booths, charge a little higher than the competition, and you're still gonna get away with it. So there's, and in addition to that, it's adding more images to your gallery. Um, but at the core, when we were selling a lot of photo booths, we were solving a few big issues. Number one, as wedding photographers, we only have one stream of income, really, yep. right? So photo booths diversify that. So that can be adding to your retirement plan, to your 401k that you're not putting what? money into. You know, what are these things? Yeah, the pension plan that you're never gonna have because you wanna be an entrepreneur for the rest of your life. That's helpful. And another thing too is, as a wedding photographer, I didn't have a marketing plan. So you're a marketing guy and you realize that was your strength and you outsourced your wedding photography. But for me, I really liked shooting weddings and I was, I felt like I was good at it. Um, but I didn't have a marketing plan. What was I gonna do, like hand out business cards at the wedding? Like it's not gonna work out. But for a photo booth, I was collecting hundreds of emails and hundreds of text messages, hundreds of phone numbers, so that I'm now getting lead generation. And That's by the way, the too. actual secret best reason to have a photo booth is like, it's, it's all lead capture. And it's so huge, and like, and we barely use that part because we just don't do online deliveries because we do a lot of weddings in the middle of the woods, and we don't have your new product yet, yet. But, um, but I will say, like, the thing that's most attractive to me is like, yeah, the money's good, but like, what's really good is I can use those leads to sell people or maybe sell something else. I don't know. And something else is really important because a lot of these wedding photographers also do like pet photography, family photography, yes. senior photography. When you're at the wedding, the guests don't know that. So if you're shooting 20 weddings a year, 200 guests, that's a lot of people that have no idea that you shoot families, pets, seniors, Especially if you have associates, by the way. I'm all about 20% conversion rate on leads. And I, however much money I want to make is based on how many leads I get. I don't base it on how many I close because that's a lag measure. I'm going to base it on a lead measure, which is capturing leads. And just putting some numbers here, right? There's 100 guests at the wedding and you get all their emails, all their phone numbers, and you close 20% of those, even if it's for like, an, like, a, like a pet photography, family session, that's a lot of yeah, money. And maybe it changes based on the service you're delivering, by the yeah. way. Like maybe they don't all have pets, for instance. Yeah. So it's, you know, 20% of the people there who have pets, maybe you close on and maybe only that's 10% of the people there. Who knows? It was easy. It was yeah. not only did you get paid to be there, but then you doubled the monetization on the second part of it. And I think, so that that's my thing. That's why I think it's a no-brainer for people. Um, yeah. And the last thing too, really, is that as a service-based business, unless you can scale to where Jay did, I mean, you're really not working less and making more. You're only getting paid when you're going out to shoot a wedding. You're still trading your time for money. Yeah. So you're not really a business owner. You have a job. Yeah, you work for your business. Exactly, and, and we kind of call like salsa or photo booths kind of the gateway drug to being a business owner because it kind of teaches you to create these standard operating procedures like you're talking about, um, and we actually make them for you so you don't even need to do it. Uh, Perfect. And so you can train Thank you. people. Even more feeling. Yeah, so honestly, this is how you scale your company. You buy a salsa, you scan the QR code, they teach you how to assemble salsa, how to run it, how to do everything, and then instead of trading your time for money, you're actually having people go out and work for you. Yes. And then you make that transition from 
you know, essentially a job, which you guys all have if you are still trading your time for money, to being an actual business owner. Yeah, and and the thing about that is I think it's something you can be proud of because you're delivering something that's in alignment with a high-end brand. And so that's the other, I think, the cherry on top because you could probably get away with doing something crappy and it might have some of the same benefits, but it wouldn't enhance your brand. And this is something you can get a magnet and stick it on there and people are going to walk by and go, oh, stop, go love. They're awesome. Like, I want to hire them for my video. I want to hire them to do photo because they enhance the day. I always say photo booth is an accessory product. Like, and I mean that in like a piece of jewelry. Like a person's walking around with his accessory on. To sh- and that's what weddings are. All weddings are are big show-offs. You, you sh- everyone shows up and you're showing them, look how much taste I have. Look, um, my, look at all the food I picked for you. Look at the, how great my vendors are. The photo booth should be the same way. And, it, and it, you sh- it should enhance your brand. And like I think having good add-ons such as a photo booth, you know, maybe a, you know, aerial photography, just thinking about your, your creative business and saying, can I have add-ons that not only deliver value and a good service to someone, but they are well-branded and well-situated, then they enhance my brand perception. That's huge. And it's something that can live on beyond your wedding photography business, right? Mm -hmm. I always encourage people when they buy a photo booth initially to have it be a quick add-on to your, you know, photography brand, so Brandon Wong Photography, and we offer Photo Booth. But eventually you want to build a separate brand for it because this separate brand can then reach on and do other things like corporate events, festivals, galas, etc. And even when your wedding photography business dies, eventually maybe you want to step out of it, maybe you have a, something happens to your or body. Or you want to sell one half or sell not sell the exactly. other half. Exactly. You have more options, right? You're essentially building two brands um, for really the operational cost and time of one. Yep. And you can actually hire people to show up so there's no ongoing costs because they're not employees or contractors. They have someone else's insurance, all the good stuff and no problems. So Brandon, um, we talked about the booth. It's clearly awesome and incredible and also a no-brainer business decision. So tell me about some of the people you know that are, are, are killing it with this and like how, how are people like, tell me some success stories because I think people want to hear like, all right, what are you talking about here? Like, am I going to make an extra four grand or like, I don't care about four grand. Like, tell me about this. Yeah. So we have over 3000 customers all around the world who have found this amazing opportunity and have really taken it off. Um, we did a survey with our customers about a year ago and the average revenue our photo booth owners bring in is $71,000 a year. That's crazy. It's wild. And speaking to a lot of these photo booth owners that, are also wedding photographers. A lot of them say that the photo booth business actually makes more than a wedding photography business or has scaled a lot better than the wedding photography business per the reasons we talked about. Um, 55% of our customers end up buying two or more booths. So they're being so booked out that they need two or more. Um, and then we also interviewed the people who own an existing business and 40% of them saw a 30% increase in their business as well. So Definitely great stories all around, but there, you know, there's one that really hits home to me. Her name is Kelsey Butler, wedding photographer. Um, something happened to her health, uh, so she couldn't actually physically attend weddings anymore. But during that time when she was a wedding photographer, she built her photo booth business up so much so that she could have actually quit wedding photography and is now doing photo booths full time. Um, that's awesome. That's a story that you know is is not 
unique to her. There's a lot of other people who have transitioned away from wedding photography to just do photo booths because they want to spend more time with their family, because they realize they, they don't want to stop trading their time for money um, and to actually work less and make more, have a marketing plan, um, and eventually, you know, retire and have the, their, their attendance work for them. You know, one of the things I think everybody needs to do if you're a business owner is to look at what are the opportunities I already have and how am I not monetizing them fully? It's like you have planner relationships you're selling one thing to, but they would buy three things from you if you had it. If you, like, cause they trust you, they think you're the market authority on image making. Yeah. And if you had a great image making tool, they would buy it from you. And it's like, how can I monetize these relationships in multiple ways that create better goodwill and I'm delivering value to these people? And so I become, we always say like, if I, I say this anywhere I go, if I take on a marketing client at a high level marketing client, I'm like, my goal is to be essential. I don't care what I do for you. I just want you to never want to fire me because I'm delivering so much value and you can't imagine it'll cost you more to replace me than it is to pay me. And I think you have those opportunities right now. If you're a wedding creative, there are people that you know that if you would provide more services, they would buy them. And I'm not saying more photos from the wedding day, like just more different types of services. And you're not maximizing those relationships fully. And like one of them is photo booth. Obviously there's probably other opportunities that's maybe someone else will think of. And, but I think you got to think this way with your business. And, and I think that's a really great success story. So, so where do people go to buy this thing, check out more about it and all that stuff? Yeah. So if you're interested in doing this, uh, we have a ton of free resources. Go to photoboothsupplyco.com. Um, there's a free guide called Six Steps to Six Figures for one of our amazing photo booth owners who's, who did six figures in her first year, actually. That's awesome. Um, teaches you via video. And we have a book on how to do that. We also have another guy called um, Book Before You Buy. So it's actually a resource to teach you how to actually crowdsource and crowdfund your photo booth purchase. So it'll teach you how to actually get deposits from your future bride and grooms before the actual well, wedding. It's day. not even that expensive either. Yeah, exactly. You're talking, it's like a three thousand dollar booth. Exactly. But why pay for it when you can have your clients pay for it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but but for those who are thinking like, oh, this is like a fifteen thousand dollar booth, like when you, it's it's cheaper than a lot of camera bodies to buy this revenue source. Exactly. And I'll guarantee you, your camera's not going to make more money. The clients are not going to know a difference. I would also guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, here's the deal. This is what people who are smart in our industry know. It's about experiences that you're creating for clients. Client experience always wins. That always kills it. If you've, if you've ever had a photographer around you who you think their work sucks, but they're working all the time, I promise you their client experience is dope. And that's what matters most. And so what we're trying to do is just create, honestly, it's a celebration. We're in the celebrations industry and we want people to have a good time. And I think a photo booth helps people have a good time. That's what we're all about is making people happy. So, hey, I also like money and money makes me happy and not working to get that money makes me happy. And if that's you as well, and you're like, I want to produce opportunities for myself. And I'm not just doing this to sell something. Like I don't have people on to, to sell their crap. I like to promote ideas that I think are valuable that are in alignment with my personal values. And this is in alignment with my personal values. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love that. So again, if you're ready to make the purchase or you're ready to look and look for more, um, go to actually weddingpros.photoboothsplatco.com, which will support this podcast. It'll support you and your growth of your business. Um, and it'll go from there. Yeah. It's worth the risk too. Cause I don't think it's much of a risk. And 
I think you book like six of these jobs at the even if you're charging a small amount yeah. and you're paying off the thing. So hey, thank you so much for being on. Um, it's really really awesome to hear about a wedding photographer who went from doing what a lot of us are familiar with to doing something that nobody's familiar with that would really intimidate us. And so super inspirational and super encouraging, but also thanks for continuing to make awesome products. And I think putting quality first as a um, business owner. So you're a valuable part of our community and it's awesome to have you. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. Thanks Thank for having you. me on. Hey, subscribe, do all the YouTube stuff um, that you already know how to do, that you're brainwashed by society to do. Do it automatically for us. And also, if we have a Patreon, prepare your mind. We don't have one yet, but just start imagining how much money you want to give me there also. So have a great day, guys. Bye.